this morning uh, we'll look at the trial of Job part two. Uh, I remember on Thursday when we started, we could not go through all we wanted to do. Uh, that is the chapter one of the book of Job. So this morning we will conclude uh, what we started on Thursday. Let me quickly read uh, that chapter so we can refresh our minds. And for those that were not um, uh, connected with us on Thursday, so they can also flow this morning. It says in Job chapter 1, uh, starting with verse 1, it says, There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. So that, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East and his sons would go and feast in their houses, each one on the appointed day and will send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be, it may be that my sons have sinned and caused God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. We established from these verses that we have read that Job was a righteous man. Uh, we also established that um, he was able to bring up his children uh, to follow suit, to follow through with the instructions and the rules, uh, the regulations that they live by in their days. And one of the ways we saw that was his statement that he was doing what he was regularly uh, making offerings, sin offerings, Paraventure, they have caused God in their hearts. So that means their actions were perfect and they were clear. So we saw uh, that Job is also a rich man here. And whether you are rich, whether you are poor, uh, life will happen to you, challenges will come. In the next uh, chapter verse, it says, Now there was a day where the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came amongst them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. We also saw here that Satan is not omnipresent. He cannot be in two places at the same time. Uh, so uh, a lot of times demons are walking 
for him. So at times, it is not Satan that is disturbing you at a particular time because he's not, he cannot be in two places at the same time. So this also negates the fact that some people think that uh, the opposite of God is Satan. They are not in the same pedestal. They are not equal. They are not equal. Uh, uh, they are not equal. Satan is just an angel. So where we see the opposite of good as evil, we should not see the opposite of God as Satan. They are not on the same pedestal. So Satan had to go here and there. And we were able to see from First Peter that one of the reasons he goes up and down is to look for someone uh, to devour, someone to destroy, someone to take advantage of. That means Satan cannot just take advantage of everybody. He takes advantage of those that allowed him. So he has to go to and fro, seeking and looking, and waiting for somebody to let go his guard, waiting for somebody to accept him, waiting for somebody to uh, give him uh, the right to enter his or her life or his or her business and uh, uh, destroy uh, things and put things uh, in this array. So he said, have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him on the earth? God even though that Job is blameless, he said God, Job is blameless, is upright, and is one who fears God and shuns evil. So God is aware, yet Job uh, was going through challenges. So going through challenges, going through difficulties, going through trials uh, does not mean that you are not righteous or it's because of your sins or because of what you have done wrong. Uh, Job was a righteous man and he was going through all this. He said, so Satan answered and said to the Lord, does Job fear you for nothing? Does Job fear you for nothing? So Satan's idea is that we don't serve God for nothing. We serve God for gain. So if the only reason why you serve God is because of gain, then you are partnering with Satan. You are taking side with Satan. He says that's the reason why a lot uh, or he believes that people serve God, you know. So if that is why you serve God, then there's a challenge. That should not be the reason why you should serve God. Don't serve God because of what you gain. Don't serve God because of the benefit. Don't serve God because of what you have. And when you don't have those things again, uh, you take off. Or when things are not working, again, you shift focus. He said, does God, does Job serve me for nothing? He said, have you not made an edge around him? So we also showed that even the devil knows that God's protection is upon you as an individual. He said around his household, his, his protection is over your household, around all that you have. His protection is around all that you have. And he said you have blessed the work of his hands and his possession have increased. So God blesses and increases you. Even the devil knows that that is the way God operates with his children. At that point, Job was a servant. Today, we are children. He said, but now, he says, stretch out your hands and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you. So from this scripture, we, he, the devil was telling God that he should do evil. But we have established time and time again that evil does not originate from God. His character, there is no evil. There is no shadow of turning. He is a, a, a good God and is good all through and through. He does not have evil. Evil does not come from him. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, 
all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his life because God cannot do evil. Satan had to do it himself. God is saying, I cannot do it. I don't have evil in me. I'm not, I, 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 I just cannot do it because it's not part of me. I can't originate it, you know. So um, uh, 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 he said, Satan, you do it. It's your job. It's your work. You know? And uh, at the end of the day, he said something very, very important here. He said, don't lay your hand upon his life, upon his life. So whatever, <clears throat> excuse me, whatever happens to you, the devil does not have authority over your life. The devil cannot take your life. The devil cannot take your life as a child of God. The devil does not have rights over your life. I want that to sink. The devil does not have rights over your life. The devil does not have right. No matter what you are going through, no matter the challenges, no matter the sickness, no matter what it is, he does not have right over your life. He does not have right. Go with me to Colossians. Let's just establish that. Because at times we, 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 we are afraid when we see people die. We wonder. We think it is the doing of God. God permitted it. God allowed it. Uh, but see what he says in um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. It says that we are hidden in Christ, in God. Your life, he says your life, and your life is hidden. If your life is hidden in Christ, in God, can the devil touch God? Can he touch Christ? Can he reach you, you at that point, he cannot. He cannot. Even Job that was a servant, God gave instruction. He says, don't touch. Whatever you do, don't touch his life. How much more you that you are a child of God, whose life is hidden in Christ in God. The devil cannot touch your life. The devil cannot touch your life. We take examples from Jesus. And Jesus said that I lay down my life and I take it again. Nobody took my life from me. For the, Jesus to be able to die, he had to cooperate with the devil. Even though he was betrayed, even though he was beaten, even though he was on the cross, he had to cooperate to lay down his life. If he didn't lay down his life, he will not lose his life. So a lot of times, when we go through challenges, when we go through uh, uh, some phases in life, you know, if you stay on your ground and insist you are not laying down your life, your life will still be intact. The devil always wants us to succumb and agree with him. Put pressure on us. Put pressure on us. Put pressure on us. And when that pressure comes, a lot of us will crumble. But I want you to understand this morning that the devil does not have right over your life. The devil does not have right over your life. After our deliberation on Thursday, somebody sent me a question. He says, I know God is not the author of 
sickness and diseases. But in this case of Job, he said he allowed it and authorized it. God did not allow it. God did not authorize it. Whether this uh, 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 discussion was quoted or not, whether we, we, it was made or not, trial will come. Temptation will come. If you say that God authorizes this, then that means God authorizes evil. God allows evil. I took time to think about uh, 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 this trial, and I, I came to the conclusion like this. God advertised his product. The fight was not between God and Satan, but the fight was between Job and Satan. You see, for us, uh, Job did not have the kind of spirit we have. He doesn't have the kind of advantage we have. But the Bible says he stood through all through the temptation and he did not cause God. He did not challenge God. He did not say, God, you are the cause. He didn't say anything negative. That was Job. Even though his understanding of God was uh, uh, not complete, he doesn't have the Holy Spirit. He's not a son. How much more we that we are son? So what is happening in this uh, 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 story is this. As a Christian, the devil comes to you. Why? Why will God allow the devil to come to you? Because he knows he has given you authority over the devil and his demons. He knows he has defeated them and he trusts you to use your authority. Do you know if Job knew some things, a lot of those things that happened to him will not happen because we are beginning to think it like this, that because Jesus, God, uh, 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 God and Satan had a conversation, that was uh, the result of the conversation or that was the extent to which God agreed or God was cooperating with the devil to punish Job. No. If Job knew his onions, he would have stood against that trial. He would have stood against those temptations. You would just be hearing a different story. The fact that a lot of things happen to us is because either we are not taking our stand. If God has given you power to cast out the devil and he allows the devil to come to you, he expects you to cast the devil out. If you don't cast it out and something happens to you, you don't say because God allowed the devil to come or permitted uh, uh, the trial. That is why this are, they are happening to you. Recently, I lost some money in an investment. And uh, I was now thinking that this is our year of more. Why should I lose money? I now remember that some weeks before uh, the event happened, I heard... God, God told me strictly. He said, pray concerning your finances. I heard it. But somehow, I did not take time to really pray. You know, there are periods where you need to pray prayer of supplication. You just pray prayer of faith. We lazy Christians. You just declare one thing and then you move up. I didn't stay with it. We have the Holy Spirit to help us and to guide us. And I made loss. I lose the investment. You see, Whatever is coming, we can know. We can know. We can know. Because we have the Holy Spirit in us. And when we know, we will act differently. We will address the issue before they come up. We will address the issue before they come up. If we are in Job's situation, and then something is going to happen, 
I remember a time when, uh, when I just had two kids and my kids, uh, they were going to school. They didn't wait for the school bus. And then the senior one, maybe about um, four years then, took the younger one. And then they walked into the street and they were walking towards the express. I was in my office and I sensed I should pray. And I took time to pray. I excused myself. I went into my inner office, to, told my assistant to, to handle things. And I spent time to speak in tongues. I did not know why I was speaking in tongues. Only for uh, 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 some 30 minutes to one hour, I was called and uh, they said they were looking for my children. They, had, they thought they had gone to school. My help had gone to school, come back three times. They have looked around and somebody just saw them getting close to the express. The person was coming from somewhere. I, I know these children and he brought them back home. You see, for every trial that comes, for every challenge that comes, if you are in tune with the spirit, you will know. If you are in tune with the spirit, you will know what to do part time. Because the devil will always come. I, I want you to see something in, in those scriptures. I was looking at the momentum with which the stories were coming up. It, it, and this is after God and the devil discussed. It says that the devil went out from the presence of God. And immediately, the next verse, it says, now there was a day when his sons and his daughter were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkey feeding beside them. When the Sabians, they raided them and took them away. Indeed, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Job was seated. A servant showed up and then gave him the gist. If you look at this properly, if you go to um, another verse, Another servant came, he said, uh, uh, the fire of God fell from heaven. We know it wasn't the fire of God. We know it was orchestrated by the devil. He said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned the sheep and burned the servant and only I. And then the next one, he said, while that one was still speaking, the devil caused another thing. You know, the devil can cause issue to happen uh, to you one after the other in a quick succession. It says the Chaldeans, we have seen the Serbians, we have seen the Chaldeans. So that means that the devil can use people. The devil can orchestrate events through people. If you look at it with a natural eye, you don't say that this particular set of people came to raid these people and took away their donkeys and their oxen and they killed the servants. But from what we have read in the previous verse, we know it was the devil instigating those actions. So the devil can instigate people against you. So if the devil can instigate people, that means you as a spiritual being in the place of prayer, you can also make a tremendous power available to cause people to favor you to cause people to walk in your good. You can 
be in the office and you identify the key people in that office. This is where I work. My production manager is key. Don't wait till the day that you are doing a prison. Go to God in prayer. Spend time speaking in tongues concerning that person. And then you will be shocked that the person will be doing something. I will be uh, and you'll be hearing statements like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I just feel. And you see things working in your, uh, on your behalf. And as the devil can do it in quick succession, you too can do it because everything was controlled from the spiritual. And it was not just the Serbians. It said fire came. Fire came. And then there was a heavy uh, 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 wind that blew and killed the sun. So the devil even orchestrated things to control the natural things. And God showed us that we can also control natural things. When he asked Peter, to walk on, 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 on water. Peter said, can I? He said, come. And we have seen that place uh, as a place where Peter exercised faith. And when he doubted, he started sinking. But who knows? Maybe the storm was originated, orchestrated by the devil like it did with Job. But Jesus calmed it. That even nature, you can take charge of nature. You can take charge of nature. You can take charge of nature and make sure it work on your behalf. I saw a video some time ago. There was hurricane coming towards a direction. It was coming towards their houses. And it's, I think it's in one of the Asian countries. And what happened was that those people stood in front of their house and they started speaking in tongues. And somebody was videoing it. The hurricane was coming and sweeping everything that, that he met, the hurricane met on his way. And these people were speaking in tongues and they stretched forth their hands and somebody was recording. And right before their eyes, the hurricane turned direction and moved away from their house. Come and see how they were shouting for joy and praising God. If the devil can control, you can control it. It is not a battle between God and the devil. It is you taking your stand, taking your, your authority, knowing what you are in Christ Jesus, knowing for a fact that you have power and exercising that power, knowing for a fact that you have power and you exercise that power. And what does the devil seek to do? When he brings this, did you observe for every event that happened, you always leave one person to come and tell Job. Why? Because he wanted Job to start to lose faith. So the battle was not in that sense to take away what Job has. But the battle was mainly for Job to curse God. For Job to begin to recount. For Job to begin to take steps in against God, for Job to stop believing in the fact that God can protect. So when this trial comes, when these challenges come, they don't come because they want to destroy you, but they attack your faith. They attack your faith. So it was more like this. Destroy this, leave this person to go and give Job information. While that person was giving Job information, send another information. Let's overwhelm him. 
with negative news. Let's overwhelm him with this adversity. Let's overwhelm him. Let's try and break him down so that he can stop believing in what he believes, so that he can stop doing what he did, what he's doing. So that's how it comes. So when you are facing challenges, when you are facing trial, when you are facing temptation, stand your ground. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Speak to those situations. Speak to that circumstance. Speak to that thing, whether it's natural, whether it's human. And then you will see them obey you. You will see them obey you. There's something interesting that I also saw in, 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 in this story of Job. After he got all this barrage of negative news, each time he finally got the one that they told him that his children were dead. See, he says, your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind. So devil orchestrated this event, controlling the winds. He says, suddenly, a great wind. There are some things that we we'll just say is natural, but it's the devil that is orchestrating it. So we don't look at it from the natural perspective. You take charge over it. You take authority over it. He says, a great wind came and struck the four corners of the house. Why was it the four corners of the house? It says, and it fell on your people, on young people, and they are dead, and I alone have escaped to tell you. He said, then Job arose. He tore his robe. When they tear that robe like that, it's more like this is an abomination. This is the worst that can happen. You, you know, they, they, they act from the place of pain, from the place of like, wow, this is serious. And then he shaved his head and he fell on to the ground and worshiped. He tore his rope, he shaved his head and he fell on the ground and worshiped. He expressed his pain. He expressed his disapproval to what is happening to him. He expressed his surprises. But after all that, he fell on the ground and worshiped. There was a time I went to um, a former Jesus of one of the uh, big churches in Lagos. I went with my dad. Uh, we went to visit. I lost the wife. The wife was sick a while before she passed on. And then as we were discussing it, the man said that when they called me and they told me that my wife had passed on, he said, I lay on the ground. I worship God and give him praise. Yeah, it might not be easy. But I think that is a proper response to some of these things. 
That is a proper response. Job did not have enough knowledge, yet he knew how to respond. He knew how to respond. He knew how to respond. In verse 22, he says, in all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrongdoings. He did not say, God, you are wicked. He did not say, God, you are the one that did me this. And then you ask yourself, how did the devil gain an inroad into Job's life? In chapter 3 and verse 3, I think, he says that what I have feared most had come upon me. Job 3.25. What I have feared. So Job was living in fear. That fear was the inroad of the devil into his life. So don't go thinking that God authorizes evil or God permits evil. That is why you are in the situation you are, or that's why you cannot do anything against what is happening to you. Stand your ground, take your authority. As you step out this morning, as you step out all through this week, go with that mindset that you can control things, that you have been given power and you can exercise that power and you should exercise that power. Take authority over things. Begin to take authority over whatever things that you are facing. And don't forget, like Pastor Shaded shared with us on Friday, you can recover. You can recover. You can recover. There is room for recovery. Job recovered all, and it was better than what he had. Why? Because he stayed with God. Whatever you are facing, stay with God. Take stand with him and exercise the authority and your power. And the Lord will prove himself mighty on your behalf in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much for staying with me. The Lord bless you as you step out this week. In Jesus' name, amen.